Welcome to the Liberty Cafe, where oppression is on the menu. Hi, this is Bill Peacock, and welcome to episode 74 of the Liberty Cafe. I'm blessed to have you here with me today, as always, as we talk about all kinds of things uh, that are assaults on our liberties and the path forward to finding our liberties and exercising our God-given liberties to the glory of God and to the building up of his kingdom. Also very blessed to have with us today, in, in one sense, the Texas Scorecard folks who are sponsoring the Liberty Cafe and have done so for quite some time now. It's, it's great to be a part of that organization and helping carrying out their mission to bringing liberty to Texans and really to folks all around the world. So today we're continuing on with our two-part series. Well, I said three-part series last time, and it will be a three-part series, but we're going to make it a two-part series for right now, and we're going to come back to the third part a few weeks down the road, I think, but on the Texas electricity market. There's a lot of problems today with the Texas electricity market, which is really sad because a decade or so ago, it was the most competitive electricity market in the entire world, the most successful electricity market in the entire world. And the reason for that was because it was the most competitive. It was where people had to buy and sell products voluntarily rather than having regulators force them to buy and sell products. Anyway, that's for the most part. Uh, there were some problems even back then, but nothing like we're experiencing now. So last week we talked a little bit about the, the theory, economic theories behind the markets. And we talked about the why people would want to intervene in free markets anyway. And there were three main reasons. One, because people believe there's unfair prices. Two, because some people believe in market failure and you have to fix it. There's market failure problems. And the third is just a matter of self-enrichment. They're not getting what they want out of the free market, so they want the, the government to help them get that. And all those are in place when we when we look at the Texas electricity market and have led to the, the problems that we are experiencing today. And we all know what those are. So let's go back and, and take a look at where the Texas electricity market came from, and that'll help us understand what the problems with it are today. There was a drive to competition in the electricity market across the country back in the 1990s. About 25 states tried to go and move out of the system where you know, utilities, uh, regulators tell a company to build a generating plant because they think we need more electricity and then they build the plant and those people get a guaranteed rate of return and it didn't matter whether the consumers really needed that electricity they had to pay for it anyway and so even liberals and consumer advocates back in those days knew that the system was ripping off consumers essentially and so everybody's trying to move towards competition but it, it didn't work so well for uh, most people because what happened was, even though they saw the problems, they didn't want to make it happen because they, they couldn't really buy into what real competition looked like. 
So they sort of just made up stuff to make it look like we we're going to have real competition without having competition at all. But Texas actually did a pretty good job because, you know, Texas is Texas. And we more rather than less believe in free people and free markets, God-given rights, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. And so the design for the Texas market actually started out pretty well. They designed here in Texas what's known as an energy-only market, which is where instead of the government telling generators whether to build electricity and how much money they were going to make, generators got to make the decision. And if they wanted to invest in Texas and build a plant, they could do that if they thought they would make money off of that. And a lot of people did. The, the reason that worked is because we went and also not just wholesale competition, the building of generation plants, but retail competition. And so now in Texas, even today, you can buy electricity from a number of different companies. And you know, I think that you know the number of companies varies all the time, but it, there's a lot of them. I mean, you can go on there and find hundreds of different plant uh, prices and plans that you can buy from. And there were some really amazing results out of this because the market, the market participants on the production side bore all the risk for this. Consumers just paid whatever they price they paid. And if the generators built too much, well, they didn't do so well. They just, and some companies actually turned out to be not very good competitors. Some of them went broke. Some of them uh, had a hard time making profits. And so while early on, everybody, well, except for consumer advocates, they were never on board with this, but everybody else was on board and said, hey, let's go with this competition. But then when prices started dropping because of competition and competitors started losing money, generators in particular, all of a sudden, some companies didn't like free markets anymore. They wanted to go back to the days where the government gave them money or guaranteed their profits, those kind of things. Well, unfortunately, even from the very beginning of the design of the Texas electricity market, the designers didn't, some of the designers didn't really trust the market to do the right thing. They did in the big macro picture, but when it came to really tight markets, when a lot of demand was coming into the market and you know the supply was going to be constrained, they didn't trust that the markets would work because they were afraid that some generators would exercise so-called market power. And by withholding electricity until the market's the prices got higher and then they'd sell into the market and the prices would get too high and consumers would not be treated properly. So they designed these things called ancillary services that, you know, this is like an hour by hour kind of base, even, um, you know, minute by minute kind of thing where the government would purchase the electricity at a certain price and then put it into the market and consumers had to pay what the Governor, government charged for it or paid for it rather than what they had paid for it. This goes into you have an energy cost on your bill and you also have a transmission cost. And this transmission cost is not a market cost. It's what the government tells you you, you have to pay for transmission. And so even from the very beginning, there was this problem with people fearing market power in particular. 
Well, market power is straight from perfect competition. Remember, that's where everybody's a price taker. There's no influence over the price sold. Well, that, that is never true in any market. In any market, there are always the people who are selling into the market, as well as the people who are buying from the market, are price influencers. But because of this perfect competition model, the regulators were afraid of this. And so that provided the regulators a way to respond to the concerns of the generators when they started saying, hey, we need some more money. Um, we need you to set the system up in a way that we are guaranteed money because we're tired of competing with each other because some, some of us are losing money, some of us are going broke. We, we don't like this. We can go to other states. We don't have to worry about that stuff. So Texas, fix it for us. Well, unfortunately, some people in the Texas legislature, particularly people at the PUC, responded to that in a way and it's really interesting how they responded to this. They decided, you know, they were afraid that the markets would increase prices too high. Well, every single thing they did along the way here in response to this plea by generators that they're not making enough money was to make electricity more expensive. So they were doing, the regulators were doing, the Texas legislature was doing what they feared the market would do. So it's it's one of those things where, you know, and this is true for all of us, right? You, you fear things. And so because of fear, uh, fear of man, not godly fear, but fear of man, you, you fear something's going to happen. So you start doing stuff to avoid it and that thing actually happens. Well, that's what happened here in this market. So for instance, one thing that the legislature did here in Texas and the PUC is they started subsidizing and promoting and benefiting renewable energy. You know, there's a, since 2005 or so, $22 billion have gone to subsidize renewable energy generators. That's $22 billion that Texans have paid either in, in cost of electricity directly or through taxes. It could be property taxes. It could be uh, taxes that we, we that go through the state, that go to the state, or federal income taxes. $22 billion we paid it for electricity over what it actually cost because of renewable energy subsidies. Then back in 2011 to 13, uh, the Texas uh, PUC started exploring this capacity market, which is basically paying generators to just hang around. Because well, what if they leave the market, then we won't have enough electricity. So we pay them just to hang around. Then consumers have to pay them when they buy their electricity from them as well. That didn't work. Fortunately, uh, Senator Troy Frazier at the time killed that thing, even though you know most of the politicians in Texas didn't care. The PUC was moving that direction, but he killed it basically single-handedly, along with some help from, from other senators as well. And then back in 2019, the, the PUC put in a mini capacity market where, well, they, they'd already kind of put the mechanisms in place and they raised prices in 2019 alone by, by $3 billion. Texas consumers paid $3 billion more for electricity in 2019 than they would have otherwise because the PUC just artificially raised prices because they thought generators weren't making enough money. So all that $3 billion went from the pockets of Texas consumers 
to the pockets of employees and stockholders of generators in Texas. Now, of course, we get to the results of Winter Storm Uri. Here we have a situation where the first of all, I mean, we all know how bad the storm was, but the, the really big hit on Uri from a cost standpoint was when the PUC stepped into the situation. So it's, you know, prices have shot up from about $50 on average, and they were higher than that before. They were probably in the two or $300 range, but then it got really cold. And prices shot up after the blackout started to about $2,000 per megawatt hour. Well, the, the PEC commissioners went back to their economic theories, including the theory of perfect competition, and said, oh, $2,000 isn't high enough because the price should be at $9,000 because that's the market cap in the system. Because if we're having blackouts, obviously there's a shortage and the price should be at its peak. So they just went in and artificially raised prices from $2,000 to $9,000, completely overrode the market to get more electricity into the system. And from the accounts in the, in the newspapers, they were being pushed towards this by Governor Greg Abbott. He, he might not have been telling them specifically what to do, but he was putting all kinds of pressure on them to do something. So they did this. Well, lo and behold, it didn't result in any more electricity coming into the system to get the lights back on. And why was that? Well, because there wasn't any more electricity in the system. Everybody who was generating was generating as much as they could. Those who weren't generating any weren't because their plants were frozen, right? Or their supplies were cut off, or the wind wasn't blowing, or the sun wasn't shining. And rising prices didn't solve that problem. $38 billion that cost Texans Texans spent more for electricity in that one week than they had the two previous years combined. But did the legislature do anything about it? No. They could have. The Texas Senate, under the leadership of Dan Patrick, tried to reverse the situation and the decision by the PUC, but the Texas House and Governor Abbott wouldn't do it. The PUC itself could have done it, but under, the, again, the direction of Governor Abbott, they wouldn't do it. So now we have a situation where... All these costs are out there, and everybody's mad, and you know people died, and so we need to fix the system. Well, what does the what's the PUC doing today? They're going back to all this economic theory that didn't work the first time, but they're still going back to try it. The capacity market they're trying to put back into place different variations of that. Uh, they're trying to put in a mandatory reserve margin. This is where the government gets to decide how much electricity we need. And if we don't have that, then they're just going to start paying people, and then we're going to have to pay for that. Um, so it's a big mess. I'm going to do some more on this issue as we come up in the, in the next few weeks, examining some of the specific things that are going on there. Uh, I don't know if it's of just great interest to everybody, but... This is, I mean, billions and billions of dollars are at stake here. Much more, I mean, just think if, um, you know, for instance, the Texas legislature had passed a tax increase of $3 billion in 2019. Everybody would have freaked out. There have been headlines and all this pressure for them to take this back. But because it happens over in the deep in the bowels of the Public Utility Commission, nobody's paying any attention to it. And that's the same thing that's going on now. Billions of dollars are at stake here. And the legislature and the governor of Texas and the officials at the PUC, none of them are doing anything 
to stop it. In fact, they're doing what needs to be done to promote it. And so what we need to think of here and remind our elected officials of is that markets work everywhere, right? And they work everywhere, not just in certain um, industries. It works in homeowners insurance, it works in healthcare, and it even works in electricity. And so that's what we need to know. And that's what we need to remind our officials of. And also, I think we need to remind them that really in the, the bottom line is that we trust markets to work and do the job a lot more than we trust them. Hi, this is Bill Peacock, and welcome to episode 74 of the Liberty Cafe. I'm blessed to have you here with me today, as always, as we talk about all kinds of things uh, that are assaults on our liberties and the path forward to finding our liberties and exercising our God-given liberties to the glory of God and to the building up of his kingdom. Also very blessed to have with us today, in, in one sense, the Texas Scorecard folks who are sponsoring the Liberty Cafe and have done so for quite some time now. It's, it's great to be a part of that organization and helping carrying out their mission to bringing liberty to Texans and really to folks all around the world. So today we're continuing on with our two-part series. Well, I said three-part series last time, and it will be a three-part series, but we're going to make it a two-part series for right now, and we're going to come back to the third part a few weeks down the road, I think, but on the Texas electricity market. There's a lot of problems today with the Texas electricity market, which is really sad because a decade or so ago, it was the most competitive electricity market in the entire world, the most successful electricity market in the entire world. And the reason for that was because it was the most competitive. It was where people had to buy and sell products voluntarily rather than having regulators force them to buy and sell products. Anyway, that's for the most part. Uh, there were some problems even back then, but nothing like we're experiencing now. So last week we talked a little bit about the, the theory, economic theories behind the markets. And we talked about the why people would want to intervene in free markets anyway. And there were three main reasons. One, because people believe there's unfair prices. Two, because some people believe in market failure and you have to fix it. There's market failure problems. And the third is just a matter of self-enrichment. They're not getting what they want out of the free market, so they want the, the government to help them get that. And all those are in place when we when we look at the Texas electricity market and have led to the, the problems that we are experiencing today. And we all know what those are. So let's go back and, and take a look at where the Texas electricity market came from, and that'll help us understand what the problems with it are today. Well, that wraps up episode 74 of the Liberty Cafe. Thanks once again for being here. And as always, thanks to our sponsor, Texas Scorecard. Thank you for listening to the Liberty Cafe with Bill Peacock. This show is produced by Texas Scorecard. You can learn more about this show and find other shows at texasscorecard.com. Be sure you subscribe and rate the show on whatever platform you listen on. See you next time.